Why is age fraud prevalent in Indian sports? Now, manipulation of date of birth by athletes in order to qualify for participation in junior competitions is the bane of Indian sports. The problem is spread across all sports and it happens with the blessings of parents, coaches and school authorities. I'm Arup Ghosh from sports999.com. That is sports with a Z. Joining me on this podcast is a very special guest, Prajwal Hegre. Hi, Prajwal. Can you hear me? How are you? Hello. Hi, Arup. Happy to be here. It's wonderful speaking with you. The last time we met was at the Sports Lit Fest. And uh, so it's yes. a delight. I'll just, uh, for our listeners, uh, give a short intro about you. So Prajwal has been working with the Times of India since 2005. She's TOI's tennis editor. She has reported on all the four Grand Slams, Australian Open, French Open, Wimbledon, and the US Open. And she's done that for a number of years. She's a member of the International Tennis Writers Association and also a part of the International Tennis Federation's Media Commission. Rajwal, the first, before I get into any specifics, with your experience, how prevalent is this malaise of age fraud? Because in cricket, it has happened uh, pretty frequently. Now, uh, cases are coming up in tennis. In, um, uh, there are instances in Kelo India. But what is uh, your broad perspective on this issue? How bad is it? Uh, if, I, if I can go back in time and... Uh, and and say when actually it is actually timeless in Indian tennis. It's, it has been rampant for, for the longest of times, but uh, around the 90s, Arup, it, it, it started coming out. It started becoming the talking point, not, not coming out. Everybody was talking about it. The players themselves were aware of players who were, were you know, playing, up, playing below their ages. And uh, at, at about, I think the turn of the millennium, uh, this was addressed by the All India Tennis Association. Uh, and they took up two possible ways to try and stop this. Uh, one was the bone density test. Then that was ruled out because that had an error of say six months to one year. Uh, okay. Right after that, they said age registration. So you were given a chance for a one-time registration. And which I think worked for a few years. And that's when I feel India had its best results in the juniors in a long time. Uh, right after that, uh, the, A the ITA put the responsibility into state associations' hands where the registration, the one-time registration had to be done with the state association. And that's, and that's why this is so troubling because it's now become a systemic thing. If age fraud is happening today, it is with the blessing of the system. And that's what's the most worrying thing for Indian tennis. When you say that it is being done with the blessing of the system, so who gains out of it? Do the coaches gain out of it? Do the federation officials? There must be money involved too and greedy parents? Uh, see, if you, if, you, Arup, if you look at what's happened with the Chandigarh Lawn Tennis Association or the Chandigarh Academy for Rural Tennis which, which is at the heart of the problem right now, they have huge sponsorships. So to keep these sponsorships running over a period of time, they need to produce results. They need to have players at least playing Junior Grand Slams, playing for India in Junior Davis Cup. You have to justify the kind of money into a system. And that's, what, and that's why it's become systemic. 
Okay, let's go over the uh, the specifics of uh, the Chandigarh case. Now, the facts that I have before me, uh, and we have reported a bit also on it, uh, talking mm-hmm. to Vishal Upa. So, um, it involves the story of a desperate father whose daughter was allegedly molested and uh, mm-hmm. uh, by some fellow trainees, including a junior Davis Cup player at the Chandigarh Lawn Tennis Association Complex. The... Yeah. After that, the subsequent revelations on age fraud came out and all of it was pursued by the father. And this poor guy, relentlessly, he traveled to Rohtak, Palwal, Hisar, reaching out to government schools where the accused had studied at the elementary Mm -hmm. level and dug up their original date of births. And Mm -hmm. after a couple of months, he had enough documents to make it clear that the uh, CLTA trainees had fudged their age. Now, shouldn't that be done by cops or some other support agency instead of making a poor hapless father who's already uh, mentally beleaguered, who's trying to uh, cope with what is happening to his family, to the, to the girl who has been harassed and molested rather in this manner. Yeah. Actually, Arup, if, if an association does that correctly, they don't need to go anywhere. If you do not have 20-year-olds parading as 15-year-olds, you, okay. you stop the menace right there. The onus is on associations and indirectly on the All India Tennis Associations to enforce this. Yeah, please go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, uh, on the All India Tennis Associations to, to enforce this. This cannot be, we cannot park the bus, the buck stops with tennis. It stops with Indian tennis. A, a parent I, shouldn't be made to do yeah, this. Yeah. I have uh, some statements from the AITA Secretary General Hiranmoy Chatterjee, who said we are aware of the matter. It's a concern that a Davis Cup player's name is involved is disgraceful. We've sought a report from the CLTA. Okay, now the ball gets tossed mm-hmm. to the CLTA. The Secretary General Sudhir Rajpal he refused comments, saying the matter is subjudice. Mm-hmm. While its CEO Meghraj did not respond to uh, media calls or messages. And Chatterjee mm-hmm. also said that the AITA will wait for the court to pronounce a judgment on age fraud before deciding its future course of action. Do you see ball tossing happening here? Oh, 100%. 100%. Why, why are you allowed? Firstly, if, if the, uh, a child's age, if it is registered more than once, there is a problem. Why? I mean, which one is the right one? The first one? Or is it the second one? And why, and why is it being done? Why? And you, you don't have to go to cops. You don't have to go anywhere. The, the father didn't have to run around to all these places trying to get the child's, uh, uh, the kids, not kids anymore, young adult uh, certificates. That should be done by the association before admitting the trainees in. And which is clearly not happening. Yeah, clearly not happening. So we have uh, uh, a, a, a brief interview from Vishal Upal and he spoke to us. So mm-hmm. he... Uh, He was the captain of the Indian team, which featured the accused player in one of the junior Davis Cup editions. So Mm -hmm. his statement and within quotes, he says there has to be a strong deterrent, which is the point you are also making. Then he Mm -hmm. goes on to say the AITA, sorry, the AITA must make age verification test mandatory at the time of registration and for playing the nationals. The cost should be borne by the parents and it's a one-off thing. And then he makes a strong point. There has to be stringent punishment. Just moving the category is not enough. What do you have to say on that? Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, see, actually, uh, Arup, it's not the child's fault, okay? If, if, if the child is, if the age fudging is happening in the under 
12 sections or the under 14 sections, the child doesn't know what has happened. It, it is the parent who's, who, who is responsible. So at that stage, I'm not really sure if it is, if it is fair to push the child out of the race. I think okay. it is okay for the to push the child into a high age group and allow the child to compete. But they should not be, and they should, the rule clearly says there is only a one-time registration for the AITA. Why is there more, why are associations allowing more than one time? That, okay. that, that is a problem that needs to be addressed. Tennis clearly did not want the, uh, the, the bone density test. Because they said there is a margin of error, which is fair. Okay, there may be a margin of error. But everything else, you have to adhere to it. You've, and, uh, which is clearly not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you have uh, hit on this point of the bone age determination test. Now, mm -hmm. uh, the sports bodies, uh, which favor them. Uh, mm -hmm. So there is, uh, ironically, they do not seem to face any inconvenience when Certificates related to death, marriage, caste, income, school degrees required to be checked and are properly verified. But when yes. this bone age determination tests, uh, those reports are given, they are still uh, being uh, looked upon with suspicion. Uh, and yeah. I'm told that um, there is a lot of money being made through, uh, through this entire process. Is that true? Yeah, of course. The, the economics is finally the, uh, the end result of all, all things. You know, it is the carrot everybody is chasing. Uh, fr from the academies itself, which are being hugely funded, there is a reason to, uh, to to provide proof of performance for that. There is, in 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 order to do that, you have to then fudge all, all these you know, uh, certificates. Again, you're feeding a system to allow this uh, uh, to provide for that kind of talent, which is overage talent performing in an underage group. You don't see so much result. You the 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 saddest part. In, in this whole process, uh, Arup is that real talent has been lost. The really good players, when they're constantly losing to someone who's much older than them, they lose interest. They go away. And if you look at junior grand slams in the last 10 years, our, our, our entry in that, in that tournament is almost minuscule now. And, and that's largely because age, the age fraud is not by six months and one year, which is what parents were questioning about the bone density test or tennis itself was taking on about the age density test. The, the, the age fudging is three, four years. And that when, is a problem. And with your experience, I would want to know also from your perspective that how does the tennis world in the West operate? What are the systems of checks and balances there which do not exist here? How do they protect young talent from uh, not getting demoralized or being shafted in an irregular way? Again, Arup, I'm sure this kind of thing happens in a lot of other countries. But in most places, you would think that your school certificate, your, that holds good. So that is what has got to be made mandatory here. That, and that is exactly what the ITA did at the turn of the millennium when saying one-time registration. It's just that we have the answer. We haven't stuck with it. Does it happen elsewhere? Oh, oh definitely. I'm, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure it happens across uh, other countries. But I read, uh, yeah, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, tell me. I read uh, in this entire process while we were doing our research that acceptance of the original birth certificate, which is issued mm -hmm. within one year of birth, needs to be adopted as a policy by sports bodies to stop this racketeering on indiscriminate 
bone age determination test because each test is up to 2000 to 3000 rupees per person yes. so that's yes. uh, like you indicated earlier that's an industry in itself but uh, yeah. for our for our listeners explain a little bit more about uh, this entire process of uh, not accepting the original birth certificate number 1 number 2 uh, what are the flaws in the system there and and should it be made mandatory uh, arup now suppose you are a kid playing tennis okay and yeah. you you played for uh, since you were say 5 or 6 years old and by the time you're 12 or 13 you're looking good so you what happens then in in the systemic the uh, age fudging is you go is the association calls you up and then says look you're looking really good yeah so why don't you why 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 don't you just get a two two years you know two years minus from your age and you can play the under 12 or you can play the under 10 and okay. so then what happens is your school certificate is just pushed aside and you are then playing with an affiliate or with a sec which is what it is exactly is a second registration of the all india tennis associations registrar which 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 is then that if 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 all records are maintained there for all the age fudges there is usually two entries without a shadow of a doubt nobody is fudging when they are 3 and 4 years old and these kids are starting early that is when it happens and that is why it's systemic because it does not come from the child it it rarely comes from the parents it's almost always from the association i mean what happens if you fudge two years you know that kind of yeah. that kind of thing and if and if a child really has talent i think parents would be tempted if economics it takes care of a lot of things so uh, during uh, khelo india youth games uh, there were mm-hmm. numerous complaints of age fraud a weightlifter whose uh, real name has not been revealed he came up with his aadhar card that declared him to be eligible for under 17 category and the same mm-hmm. person participated in another tournament few months ago which declared him above 17 And mm-hmm. another incident came up in the same tournament when in registration line around 5 to 6 boys and girls tried to use the aadhar trick and they got mm-hmm. rejected the main mm-hmm. reason for such the, such a fraud happening was that everyone's eye was on the scholarship which was worth 5 lakhs now if this is uh, the intent is so public then even khelo india is missing a beat exactly exactly i i, I think it has to be blanket and you know arup this has to be i think the indian olympic association or you know the parent body of of sport in india has to take care of this because every sport has this has this problem and unless we address it we are not going forward because when you fudge your age you can win in the juniors but you're not going to win much more than that and again okay. i'm not talking about 6 months 1 year i'm talking about major fudging it's it 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 has to it and measures have to be stringent again i say i don't think you should push a child out of the sport i don't think that's i mean in, in especially in a culture like ours where you know sport itself is not you know a big uh, um, a, a huge priority i i think it would be unfair and it would do a disservice to sport as a whole to push push a child out out of the system but i think parents and associations that do this should be dealt with severely Now, very interestingly, uh, the person who is endorsing your point about uh, not killing mm-hmm. talent is is none other than Vimal Kumar, former badminton India coach, mm-hmm. who also mm-hmm. coached uh, Nehwal. 
Now he makes a yeah. very interesting point because there has been a lot of discussion about punishment for such frauds and that you name the coach, you even name the parents mm -hmm. and why they're doing it and they're destroying uh, the whole mm -hmm. system and, and pushing this, uh, their uh, son or daughter for uh, greed. Now, Vimal mm -hmm. Kumar makes a point that banning a player for two to three years is not right because suspending them will kill a talent. So he's 100%. exactly what you're saying. And in December last year, around 37 parents of budding shuttlers moved the Karnataka High Court to ask mm -hmm. for a directive to BAI to implement a policy for detecting and eliminating age fraud from the sport. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, mm -hmm. uh, has the court played any kind of major role in this or is it uh, not really on the radar? I, I, don't, I, I don't think it's really on the radar. You, you, can get, you, you can get some kind of a judgment. But who's going to fight these cases, Arup, that, that can take years mm -hmm. and that are going to keep coming up and keep coming up? You can fight this ad nauseum, right? If you, if you wanted to keep going at it, you can. So this, there is no, I mean, this has to go at the grassroots. This has to be stopped right at the start. There is no other way to do it. Uh, you, would you, you be aware of any representations being made to Kiran Rijiju, our sports minister? Um, yeah, I, th I think the, the, the father, the CLTA, the, the father of the child, uh, the, CLTA, okay. um, uh, the, uh, the CLTA case is, is doing it. Now, uh, yeah, go ahead. And everywhere else, Arup, I think what has to be understood in this is this is not the parent's battle to fight. Because when a parent does it, the child is targeted. Mm -hmm. This is the battle of, this is, you have to have a few good people in the system to engineer this. It cannot be done any, any, any other way. People who are properly, it can be done by former players. It can be, uh, you know, like a Leander Pez or a Mahesh Bhupati or, uh, or a Sanya Mirza now. It, it, it has to be done by people who are now out of the system, who are, who are not dependent on associations anymore. Because if, if it is a, a parent of a, child, of a promising child, believe you me, that child's career is over. Okay, so for our listeners, there's an interesting nugget here that 16 players were banned by the Asian Football Confederation in the year 2000 and eight were banned in the 2010 mm -hmm. AFC Under-16 Championships. So this mm -hmm. is an international case. In 2018, the Solomon Islands, which originally finished second in the championships, were found by the Oceania Football Confederation to have deliberately fielded overage players. And they were found mm -hmm. out. Later, now this is the interesting part, mandatory mm -hmm. use of magnetic resonance imaging, or MRI, was introduced in FIFA in 2009, mm -hmm. which helped ascertain whether players are, are overage or not and were considered 99% accurate until the age of 17. Uh, can India learn something from uh, this, the use of MRI? Yeah, I, I, that's, I, I think that's, that's something we can, we can do. But again, you know how many people can afford to do that? An association, if at all a player is caught, associations have to be penalized. They should be made to pay huge amounts of money to the system, to, to the All India Tennis Association. And they, and if if the if a certain player from say the Karnataka State Lawn Tennis Association or the Tamil Nadu State Lawn Tennis Association was called out for age fraud by another by another association, it is the 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 parent body the the state association to which the child belongs has to prove that that the age ha, uh, that the age that the age of the child is such and and the test can they they can they can fund those tests. And in case those then who comes right, 
then whoever's accused them should pay. So then there won't be so much accusation and you, you can, and if the, the state associations are going to be penalized, then they will take care. Okay. Now it is a free for all. Okay. Uh, quickly hopping on to cricket, uh, Rahul Dravid, who's mm-hmm. now, uh, as everyone knows, he's steering uh, the National Cricket Academy. So he mm-hmm. mentioned that age fraud leads to an erosion of culture. It leads to a scenario where a lot of talented boys don't get to play when they should actually be playing. It is not only cricket that this kind of fraud is prevalent, but in other sports as well. Now, uh, some good happened because the BCCI uh, took mm-hmm. this up quite seriously and it has set up a 24-hour hotline. This help, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, uh, yeah, and this helpline resulted in catching at least 75 cases of fake age certificates last year. And yes. uh, independent verification of age certificates is being carried out without involving the state associations. Besides, another rule that needs to be lauded is that a cricketer can play only in one under-19 World Cup. So mm-hmm. there's something good happening in cricket. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You know, as much as uh, with most Olympic disciplines, there is a huge, uh, you know, uh, uh, an anti-cricket wave, if you if you want to say, they are without doubt the best run association in this country. The the BCCI, for all that it's been pulled up and and you know uh, uh, shown up for, they they have taken they have taken stands. The rest of Indian sport has has failed to do. I just wanted to ask you that, uh, explain it for our listeners, please, that how does this uh, 24-hour hotline slash helpline work that people who are calling in? So so this is basically facilitating the whistleblowers or someone who who has information, doesn't want to be identified and passes on the information? Is that is that uh, the intent? It can be parents because you're not identified. You don't have to say who you are. You can say, I think... X player is has fudged their age. This is the reasons why you can't just say A has checked uh, has, has fudged their age. If you do if you do that, that's not that's not even going to be considered. If you have details, X player mm-hmm. for X Y Z reasons, and it can be everything from facial hair to uh, to height to voice uh, to just just everything, acne. Okay. There are n number of things that you know parents uh, use to detect. If their if their child is being uh, made to play against an older older player, or the fact that you have an, another constant thing that parents do is monitor the age of of opponents. If your child has played, uh, which is again uh, it's a very common thing in tennis. If you if your first child has played against a certain player in the under twelve, and your younger child is still playing against that player in the under twelve category, there is something. So there are all those kind of things that parents. Parents keep this kind of data, and the the whistleblower is it's always pers- a person in the system because it is a person who's impacted by what has happened. That's very interesting. Now, when it comes to way forward, uh, there are three points that I have, and <laughs> I'll uh, mention the first one and then ask you to uh, come in, uh, Prajwal. <laughs> the first point <laughs> is that stricter penalties on state associations or clubs could help curb the menace at the grassroots level. Besides, coaches play a very uh, important role in a junior player's career. Liability must be also fixed on the coaches when such cases come to life. What do you think? Uh, I agree. Uh, because it is... Uh, so, okay, in an individual sport like tennis, the coach is in many ways the association itself. Because that is who a child reports to. And if there is a tendency to fudge, in a lo- I would say to 60 to 70% of that, is either 
the idea is first pushed by the coach and then sealed by the parent or in a very rare case it is from the parent and then uh, sealed by the uh, by the coach the coach is fully aware and i don't know whether again i don't know whether you can you can uh, penalize the coach as much as you can uh, mark him out because how do you prove that it is it is the coach who is responsible for it that's a very it's interesting the, point <laughs> yeah. it's the easiest thing to do for him to wash his hands off the chi- the parent is the one holding the child then right yeah so uh, investment in personnel and technology for verification purposes need to be made by national federations on a priority basis best practices of helplines can be replicated so we were just talking about that bcci helpline so maybe that mm-hmm. can be replicated yes 100% i mean and you know if if every obviously the other sports bodies are not as wealthy as the bcci is so in in, in which case uh, it can just be the indian olympic association that, that has something like this and where every sport can can make their complaints can you know register whatever it is that is bothering it can be age fraud it can be more than age it can be uh, sexual exploitation it can be anything anything that hinders progress of sport should 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 be reported okay now coming to the last uh, point and it is the typical last but not the least point which is that mm-hmm. the sports integrity unit of the cbi must be given more powers than just the current assisting powers which essentially makes it an ineffective uh, toothless body also a relook must be given to the national code for unambiguous directions and stricter penalties so uh, here we are talking about bringing the cbi into this game so i don't know uh, arup for age fraud whether uh, it's actually a very simple thing and it really does not uh, need that kind of you know that extent of uh, of seizing the problem shall we say it can start at the word go it's it's a it's a little thing all all that players and you know you don't have a player who's going on to be a junior davis cup player starting tennis at the age of 15 that's not possible you would have had to start by 6 7 8 and by which 8 is even too much it's probably be 5 and 6 and at that time the age registration is right every child who registers to who plays tennis has to be registered in club or school or academy or wherever that child has to and that is the only age that can that the child can use until he goes goes out of the juniors and forever if you have that it's a simple thing you don't need to go beyond that if that if that can be there too there will you you don't need to get anybody into this because it is a small problem and 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 the important thing is in this to not make a mountain out of a molehill and your closing uh, comment would be that this is a matter of intent there is no other reason why these changes cannot happen it's just there oh, should be oh, a will. 100% oh without without a shadow of a doubt if we wanted to stop this we would we want the results because we want corporates investing in tennis and and if we don't have the results corporates will not invest in tennis and if we cannot do the groundwork to actually produce talented players by the age of 14 and 15 give them the push play, to play the junior grand slams it is because we are not we are not putting in what what is needed we're taking the easy way out it is slack it's laziness and now it's almost criminal Thank you very much, Prajwal, for your time, and you spoke uh, very well. And there was a lot of uh, punchy suggestions, and of course, uh, your expertise in tennis came through so beautifully. Thank you very, very much for joining us. Th- thanks, Arun. I enjoyed this.
Thank you. And so, guys, so you're listening to this podcast on sports triple nine dot com, and this is sports with a Z. Goodbye. See you soon. <laughs>